Now, after we have taken this inventory, then we take this and seek a third person and take the much-discussed fifth step of AA. Now, the fifth step tells us we admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrong. First, we admitted to God. That is contrition, sorrow for wrongdoing. Now, there's a difference again between sorrow and self-pity. There's a beautiful example of that in the story of the gospel. It tells us that Peter denied Christ, and then he repented. It also tells us that Judas betrayed Christ and repented. Yet we know that later on, Peter was made the head of the apostles. Judas despaired and commit, committed suicide. Why? Now notice what the Scripture says. The Scripture says that Peter repented lovingly. He was sorry because it had hurt or offended God. Whereas, on the other hand, it says that Judas repented himself. He was worrying what he was losing from it. Self-pity, eventually suicide. Peter was sorry in the true sense of the term. Judas was loaded with self-pity. That's the reason many guys and gals in AA get a guilt complex. They'll look at their past, and boy, what a picture it is. It's a mess. But if we realize the mercy of God and the fact that God is not interested in what you did, he doesn't care how much evil you have committed, he doesn't care how many thousands upon tens of thousands of times that you have sinned. All God is looking at you is, are you today willing to try to do different? The past, therefore, we put in God's hands. His mercy forgives us. There's no room for a guilt complex under those circumstances. And the future we put in the hands of God's providence. There's no room for fear under those circumstances. And all God asks us, are we willing? You know, after all, and I'm going to mention this several times before the 12 steps are finished, when it comes to Judgment Day, God's not going to ask us whether we won or lost. He's only going to ask us how we played the game. Success, that's in the hands of God. We have only the footwork, only the willingness. We don't have to be strong. We don't have to be intellectual. We don't have to be capable. We merely have to be willing to try to do His will. Today, these 24 hours, that's the essence of true contrition or sorrow for our evils, our wrongs, our sins, which we express in the fifth step, we first admitted to God the nature of our wrongs. 
than to ourselves. This takes honesty. Once again, we have been deceiving ourselves. We as alcoholics have become some of the best little self-deceivers in all the world. It's amazing how we had deceived ourselves. Remember that sudden awakening <laughs> when we sobered up and saw ourselves in the very brilliant light of reality? No wonder we were frightened. We had deceived ourselves all these years. Everybody else was to blame but me. So now here I'm going to admit to myself, I am responsible for this life. This life is mine. Nobody else. God gave me this life. I did these things. I fully take the responsibility. That takes courage. A weakling can blame somebody else. The weakest person in the world can do that. But it takes a strong man of faith and of courage and a strong woman to admit, I have been responsible. Now, many don't reach this point. Many in AA, they'll verbally admit they were responsible, but disagree with them. See what happens. <laughs> Boy, they hit high heaven. Of course, the one who gets the payoff from this is the person themselves. This is a program of honesty. And again, you hear that term time after time in AA. Get honest with yourself. Honesty is the best policy. Of course, we heard that as children in school, but we didn't believe it. First, remember the little white lies, and then we told the black lie to get out of the white lie, then we had to tell another black lie to get out of the black lie, we told to get out of the white lie, another black lie to tell to get out of the black lie, told to get out of the black lie, we told to get out of the white lie. And on around the clock, we became pathological liars, self-deceivers. So now we try to be honest. By taking an honest look at this inventory, and if we have written it out, it's going to be easier to do. This is me. I accept it. That's the th second part of the fifth step. And then we admitted to another human being. Now watch. A lot of guys and gals who want to act wrong. Bad enough to admit this to God and to me. You mean to tell me I have to go to get someone else and admit all this to them? Well, <laughs> we were willing to go to any length to overcome this compulsion to alcohol. We asked for it, and if we want the sobriety the AA program promises, then we are willing to admit it to a third person. Now, to whom should we admit it? Well, that's everybody's choice. Some will want to go to a professional man. Others will want to go to their sponsor or one in AA. That's entirely each one's choice. But I'm going to give you a clue. If you pick out someone in AA, be sure he has taken the fifth step. <laughs> you might hit one of these guys and say, I never have taken the fifth step. Look at me, I'm sober. Yeah, he's not dead yet either. And I might give you another little inkling. If you choose a professional man, I think it were, would be wise to inquire and find out a professional man who understands the AA program, what we're trying to do. 
And so many uh, get bossed up on that. In other words, this is not confession. For example, many Catholics come to AA. They read the fifth step and say, well, that's just going to confession. So they rush to confession, tell their sins, get absolution, that's it. That's not the fifth step. That might be a part of the fifth step for the Catholic. But the fifth step brings in not only sins, but all emotional circumstances that are causing these things. And as I mentioned in the beginning, the good and the bad, I want to look at the total me. And I go to the third party for two reasons. First, to practice humility. It's not easy to go to another person with the fifth step. And secondly, I want to get the advice of someone who knows a little bit, bit more about it than me to give me advice as to what to do about these various problems and circumstances of my life. I remember one guy I met in AA, he had gone to his wife with the fifth step. <laughs> it worked out perfectly for him. I, I don't believe many could do that. But there's one thing that the fifth step will do. It will cast out fear. Now here again, the time element is not important. But the thoroughness, the honesty involved in taking the fifth step is of utmost importance. In fact, I incline in my own opinion, after all, anything I say here is only my own opinion, but I incline to think that the slower we are in going through the fourth and fifth steps, the more we're going to get out of them, the more solid we're going to be in AA. There was a group one time, they called it the uh, rule group, they had 25 pages of rules. And since this is being recorded, I won't mention the town, though I think most people will know where it was. This was years ago. And they had 25 pages of rules. Rule number one, you had to quit your job. Rule number two, you had to live at the clubhouse for two weeks. Rule number three, on the third day, you took your inventory. Rule number four, your sponsor was appointed, and he went with you to make the amends. Well, I don't know. Uh, this was quite a uh, topic of conversation about 15 years ago. I remember Bill told me if he had to go through that, he wouldn't be sober today. And I'm darn sure I wouldn't be sober today. I remember one time I visited this town. And I went in the clubhouse, and there were all 15 or 20 fellows around. And uh, I had my collar on. And uh, nobody even looked at me or asked me what I wanted or who I was. <laughs> I would be interested in who I was. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I would be interested in any stranger. But nobody said anything. So finally, I edged over and started the conversation. So I brought up the fact about these rules. And he said, well, Father, he says, after all, we don't have many guys who slip. I said, boy, if they had to go through those, they should never slip. Here or hereafter. <laughs> 
So I say all these things in the 12 steps are merely suggested, a suggested form of therapy to get sobriety, to maintain sobriety and adjustment to reality. The exact nature of our wrong. In other words, we don't want to cut any corners. Honesty again. Nothing counts but honesty. Now, a lot of us are going to be frightened with this step, and they're going to say, well, what will people think? In other words, uh, if I go to somebody and uh, admit this, what's he going to think of me? Well, if you look in your big AA book, it will give you a number of examples of fellows in AA who had that same reaction. They held back for fear of hurting their reputation. <laughs> what reputation? <laughs> you know, the amazing thing to me is how many in AA never cared who saw them drunk, but they're scared to death who will see them sober. <laughs> so I'm going to... Now, if you want to know where that is in your big AA book, you go buy yourself a book. And it's around page 78 or 79, but it's all in there. But I'm going to give you a quotation which might pinpoint this idea of reputation. And that is this. One writer wrote, Reputation is what others think of us. Character is what God knows of us. I'm going to repeat that. Reputation is what others think of us. Character is what God knows of us. Now notice the difference in our drinking days. We were trying to hold on to or to build not a character, a reputation. Long as people thought well of me, I didn't give a damn how I was inside in my drinking days. But now we're changing a little. We're not giving a hang what people think of us, but we're beginning to worry what does God know of me. I'm not out now to build a reputation. I'm out now to rebuild a character. And this is going to take a long time because we're not building a city, nor a state, nor a nation, not even a world. We're building, rebuilding a human being. And that's the most difficult job in life. And that takes time. That takes patience. That takes the help of God. That takes all the help we can get to build our character inside so that we will be what God knows of us instead of what people think of us. Now, after having taken this fifth step, we're going to realize what it means to get rid of fear. There's nothing in the 12 steps that will eliminate fear more quickly than the fifth step. I never will forget when I took the fifth step for the first time that I could remember for years and years. I left that person's house feeling free. I had nothing I was hiding at that time. And that's a marvelous freedom. And you know, it's a wonderful thing to go on day by day, although at times we drift back into our old stinking thinking, but still continue to bring ourselves back to that phase of living where I'm hiding nothing from neither God nor man. 
And if I take the fifth step and then continue in the tenth step with my inventory and get rid of the wrongs as they arise, no longer will I be held back by this bugaboo of fear. Afraid, what will people think? No, the only concern I'll have is what does God know and that I will work on day in and day out.